Hey, welcome to Holding Space. If you're new here, my name is Aria. This podcast is about having conversations transparently and from a very honest and genuine space. There's no judgment and there's no pretending. I'm always learning and I hope you will join me to learn about things involving society, mental health, emotional depth, connectivity, relationships, people, human beings, ourselves, and implementing those as we go forward and progress as a species. Today's conversation is between myself and a very dear friend of mine. He is a man by the name of Jamie, and he's brilliant in many ways, some of which include composing music, producing and directing film, and overall being a very genuine, down-to-earth, wholehearted, vulnerable man. I'm excited to follow up the last episode's conversation around gender roles from the woman's perspective with today's conversation, talking about what men experience. Similar to last week, I would like to preface this conversation and this entire episode with the notion that in this space and with this platform, whether you identify as a man, a woman, or you identify otherwise, or not at all, you are loved, you are accepted, and you are respected in this space. Let's get into it. When I when I know of like growing up on like the schoolyard when I was really young, I, I would always like want to hang out with the girls more because I got along with them more. Mm-hmm. And you'd have your odd like you'd have your guy friends too, but they'd all want to go, you know, like I don't even know. They they'd all kind of like pick on each other and and uh you it's know, a lot of rough housing. Yeah, it was a little... It's it's not even like... It's just like the interpersonal relationships amongst the guys and the girls were just completely different. And mm-hmm. so I always used to like... I, I felt like I got along with the girls better. There wasn't any like grand thing of like guys being like, you have to do this or you're not a man. But I've heard that so much, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, And I think that... I think that it's like... It's just observation that I've noticed that um, people pressure each other very easily on those, on those topics of like being a gen- certain gender and, and, um, how it should be kind of thing in their mind. You don't need to know your place in whatever gender role or whatever, but it's just like, I think instinctually we all know in our hearts how we feel. And some of us maybe have a hard time expressing that, uh, vulnerability more than others. I'm mm-hmm. going like deeper on that subject. Can you remember distinctly one instance, whether it would be by like family or friends or relatives or any type of influence where they expected you to be something else or wanted you to be something else because that's what's associated with you being a man? Like my family's the most supportive and and to me that I could ever have asked for. I'm very grateful for that. And I don't think that I've ever had pressure with my family for any sort of gender uh, role, which thank God for that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So it's mostly just been exterior stuff. Um, I don't think there, I I just, again, my mind keeps going back to when I was on the playground when I was younger. um, And I'll, I'll probably remember more, but being a little kid and you know the guys playing soccer together or whatever and and just and it was like um I kind of always was like ah like you guys are just like it's always one one guy wants to be the best guy and this guy's the you know uh the leader of the group or whatever and and you're in order to be in, in that group you have to be kind of like you're a bit rough or something or like you you know, um, you have to go along with them making fun of other guys or whatever, stuff like that. And I just, I just never really enjoyed that. I was, I, I was like, why are we being mean to each other? <laughs> I don't know. Like, there. Yeah. There's always one kid that got picked on the most. And so, um, you would always observe that and be like, well, what's the, like, why? Like, why, mm-hmm. why is it that just because, this person feels like a little bit more fragile of a human being. Why, why, why is it that that person gets the most <laughs> picked on, if that makes sense? Um, 
for being, for not being like the, the manly person that, you know, you're supposed to be, I guess. But this is just as like a kid, you know? What do you think kids think a manly person is? Just like one of the guys, I guess. It's like, you're not, yeah, that's a tough question. Yeah. To me, I think, I think it's like the, the weak link in the, the group of the kids that are, um, that are all talking about, like they're growing up, they're going through puberty. They're, they're like experiencing different things with like, you know, oh, I like that girl and this girl and, and this, this young, um, the weakest link in that group is like, you know, is not experiencing them the same ways as, Mm -hmm. as the, as the main players of the group. As like the majority. As the majority. Yeah. It makes sense that usually the person who is a target is different. Mm -hmm. That's common amongst like, whether you're a woman or a man, it doesn't matter. It's so true. Yeah. So what makes someone an easy target is when you have something to pick at. And if you can't pick at things that everybody's guilty of. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, so that makes sense to me completely. I'm just curious. I already know the answers to some of these things, I feel like. But I also, like, I, growing up, have a different perspective of, like, what guys, how they interact, and Mm -hmm. what they expect of one another. Tell me, tell me, like, some of those perspectives. I'm curious. Oh, my goodness. Because (laughs) it's funny that you say that you, it was easier for you to be friends with the girls growing up, Mm -hmm. because it was easier for me to be friends with the guys growing Mm -hmm. up. Yeah. And so I feel like... In that way, we had a similar experience that we both kind of didn't really show up in the typical way associated with our genders. Right. Which is also why I wanted you to be a part of this conversation. (laughs) Because it's like we all kind of have a gist of what is generally expected. Totally. Um, It's just more interesting when we have a natural disposition that opposes that. Yes. So, like, to me, the reason that I'm not shocked that you had an easier time being friends with the girls or like you wanted to have you wanted you had more friends that were girls or you had more Mm -hmm. fun with them or whatever is because they actually communicate with one another (laughs) that's the biggest thing i think yeah even at a younger age yeah even at a younger age because i know that i'll say this specifically with a lot of a lot of guys it's like your the group of friends that you have or um, the ability for you to be like, Hey, I like just confide in them for deeper reasons about life or your relationships or how you feel, or if you're anxious or whatever is very hard, um, for a lot of guy friend groups, I feel like. And, um, I try, I try my best to be as, as open and vulnerable with all my guy friends as Mm -hmm. I can be. And to say that, like, I, you, you can literally talk to me anytime you want because about anything, because I just think it's so important to cultivate that with, with that group specifically, because there is sort of like the expectation. Yeah. 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 There's the expectation that guys are not supposed to be, you know, vulnerable or like, you know, um, there, you gotta be strong and you can't be weak. But I think the, the context of what strength and weakness is, is has been skewed mm-hmm. in in my perspective i think we can both agree that the way that gender roles are is dumb and <laughs> yeah. it's not effective like yeah. i don't understand what we're accomplishing so like we completely i think we agree on that front that mm-hmm. it's not necessary the expectations don't actually help anybody right. in any way right um and it kind of hinders people into going into their own versions of themselves like you were saying, I gravitated towards guys more so because mm-hmm. I didn't have the sensitivity right, to be right. friends with women at that point in time. Because mm-hmm. every time I would talk to girls, I would hurt someone's feelings or someone would cry and then I would get in trouble. Mm-hmm. So instead of learning, because I was like, what, six? I just was like, hey, I'll go be rough and tough with the boys. I can right. say whatever I want. Right. I can do whatever I want. And mm-hmm. no one's mad at me. Yeah, true. And so... I'm sure there were times where it was like you were like showing up like warm and like vulnerable mm-hmm. with the guys and they're just like what do you why why are you like this? <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting with like with um showing up and being vulnerable. I remember as a kid like I would I I was like I think I was like a big crier as a kid. I would cry a lot and I don't know that I I always felt like 
upset that I was even crying. So when I was crying, I'd be like, I'm upset that I'm even crying. Like upset with yourself? Yeah, because Aww. it just like, it's just like, um, I, just, I feel, I felt like I felt a lot of emotion. Um, and then it would just come out in like tears a lot. And I, I knew a couple of, a couple of people who were that way, but, um, it would be like, it'd be the easiest thing to just want to, it would just be like, I, I feel like crying is the option here. <laughs> yeah. It, it would be upsetting because I think it was looked at as weakness instead of just being like, you just need to change the perspective on what that is. It's not, it's not like crying is crying is not weakness. It's just vulnerability. It's like a moment of feeling like of working through something in, in that way. And, um, and you kind of grow up to be more, have more perspective and understanding of that. Yeah. It's okay. If you like, like I, I cry often still. I cry every day. And so, but I, I, I feel I feel like more healthy perspective with, you know, crying as an emotion of just like, I, I feel good about it now because I know that it, it achieves something good for me. It's a release. It's a release. Yeah. And, and back then as a kid, you think, Oh, this is like, I'm bad for doing this. You think that you're breaking. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what makes you feel weak. And that's what yeah. we're kind of taught like socially. Right. Yeah. That, okay. some even till today, cause like I was the opposite. I never cried. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was not a crier. Yeah, yeah. I can remember like several years yeah. between like, you know, like teenage girls are emotional. They're this yeah. 13 to 20. I didn't shed a single tear. I just didn't. And it's weird. Give me some of that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can't say that I am even close to that at this point in time. And like now I cry all the time, but I, I still, as an yeah. adult woman, mm -hmm. get confused or get perceived as someone who is unstable right. or weak because mm -hmm. I cry. So that makes sense completely that you right. felt that way. Right. Because yeah. even the, why do you think I didn't cry for so long? I refused to be perceived that way. That's yeah. all it was. Yeah. It wasn't anything deeper than that. Totally. Yeah yeah interesting I, yeah it's such a I feel like it's such a nuanced thing too because it's like you know if you are feeling like you're crying a lot over some stuff then it's like okay you're, you're <laughs> like I'm sure there's something that, like that you have a lot of feelings yeah yeah, that, yeah for sure for sure and then it's like there's something that you know maybe um yeah, maybe that could bring you out of that or, or the, mm -hmm. I don't know, whatever. But it's it's one of these things where it's like, yeah, I don't think it should be, there, there. I mean, I don't want there to be a stigma of like, you know, you being emotional. It, uh, it's, it's, it's all understanding of the context of what's happening in your life, you know, that, that makes that important, you know, that people don't have to say that it's a weak point. <laughs> mm -hmm. I think it's one of the most, or I guess one of the least problematic ways mm -hmm. to express your emotions because it's like you're letting it out mm -hmm. physically and emotionally Yeah. because your body holds on to stress and totally, yeah. just as much as your brain does. Right. And then on top of that, you're not really hurting anyone else by doing so. You're really not hurting anyone. Yeah, true. Other people may feel sad, and I hope that if they care for you, they feel sad. And <laughs> yeah, so exactly. Cry, right? That's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. It's compassion. Totally, That's yeah. healthy. That's great. Yeah. But you're really not being destructive in any way. Like aggression yeah. or anger might come across, right? Mm -hmm. Where you will affect other people around mm -hmm. you. And you're honestly hurting yourself too. That's true, yeah. yeah. It's what I do with it during and after that makes a difference. Instead of having it be just like, I'm emotional, blah, 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 and then like a cry, and then I don't understand anything after yeah. that. I don't think about it after that. It's like, it's, it's, it's your perspective you hold during and after or just after whatever that that you can change your heart about what is affecting you and it or if it's a positive thing then beautiful <laughs> you know what i mean it's like that yeah. reflection exactly it's yeah. the reflection that makes it a two-parter true because i agree with you some like i think instability or emotional instability mm -hmm. that notion comes from being in that position where you're just like riding the waves mm -hmm. you don't know which way you're going or why it's happening yeah that's true uh, maybe that's where that notion comes from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, being able to express your emotions and understand mm -hmm. the beginning, middle, and end. Right. 100% is, right. I think that's what makes it healthy. Yeah. Wallowing and all that stuff to me is mm -hmm. like being controlled by your emotions. Yeah. And like just being like, like literally just driven. You don't have any, um, 
like, control yeah, what's yeah, happening to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you, or or maybe on the opposite end is like you gain control after that, or yeah. you, you begin to feel determination after that that fact and and it's so in that case it's very healthy because then you go it's how you change how you feel inside internally about something emotionally and you Mm -hmm. you turn it into determination or you turn it into these positive aspects that's that's the thing that I'm always trying to learn and trying to grow in is just like you know um having that uh, you know that aspect of understanding your own emotions and knowing that it's not it's not bad that you're not a bad person for going through that and you're certainly not a bad person as a male or a female for going through yeah. that yeah um, like it's irrelevant it's irrelevant it's just you're you're a person and you're, i think that's why that's why i got into this was um I, I just remember at you know at a young age i think it was that was one of the things about being um a guy that and and me being you know an emotional wreck apparently no <laughs> no not really but it was like if you if if you were crying you know it's it's not really a, a guy a thing, thing to do or a good thing to do yeah that's that's what it felt like amongst your peers anyway right so and which is too bad it's like you know you're still it is too bad yeah because I see kids now like when I you know now that I'm this age and then I, and then you see a young kid crying and in, in, in front of his friends and you just feel for him now. Now it's like the perspective there is. You just want to hold the child. Yeah. You're just like, like I, I just, I, I understand you and I feel like you're frustrated. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. Like it's okay. And everything's going to be all right. And you, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, um, that feeling of you don't need to feel, you don't need to feel like anything is wrong with you for that. If that makes sense. It's, no. I yeah. mean, if we think back to like when you're a baby, that's like how you communicate. Yeah, that's true. That's all you have. That's true, yeah. So then like where along the way do we learn? <laughs> right? Because we're yeah. taught that it's bad or that it's wrong. Yeah, walk it off, you know, this oh, or that. God. Yeah, stuff like that. I mean walk I would get those off. I would get those comments sometimes and um yeah. You know, or whatever. And it's like, well, uh, let's, you know. <laughs> Can we not, like, way? minimize how I feel? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because you don't want people to bottle things up. It's like, you know, you want to you wanna address them. In it. And I think there's very healthy and and almost, like, easier ways to address things than to be walk, walk it off is actually a hard way to address something. <laughs> it's actually avoiding it. Yeah, it is, yeah, having, yeah. Like, trying to avoid something that's going on in you. Like, mm-hmm. you can't escape that. It's yeah. inside of you. Yeah, it's true. It is really hard. Yeah. We, like, as women, we get less shit mm-hmm. for crying because it's, like, expected of us. Like, oh, yeah. Well, she's a girl. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. what they do. Totally, totally, yeah. Right? Totally. So. And it's not true. <laughs> well, I mean, that's not fun to hear either. No, Because no. then as a girl hearing that, you don't want to. Yeah. Because it's like, you already decided mm-hmm. I'm weak. As, yeah. Everything that's associated with crying, you've decided I am. Oh, 100%. Yeah, right? no. You just, uh, it's like, it would be, a world would be a much different place if we... If we, um, you know, saw that as not, you know, a thing that, you know, it's an understanding thing. It's like, I oh, there, there's something more there. Everything's relative in, in a person's mind. It's like, all you can do is ask that person how they're feeling and take what they're feeling um, and take how they're saying they're feeling and understand that and understand it given the context and, and things like that. And and then instead of like just... Uh, flippantly you know dismissing things yeah that's the easy thing i mean it's like a pattern right yeah so like i know that the reason that there are parents or like coaches or friends out there that do that is because like generations and generations and generations of being told and taught that like hey be a crybaby won't get you anywhere (laughs) right that's not how this world works yeah um so I get why it exists, but I yeah. am really excited on the other side of that for people who have a more emotionally aware perspective mm. to like not only unlearn that, but then carry that forward right. with their peers, with their families, whatever, mm-hmm. their businesses, whatever their work. Yeah, yeah, totally. Because that's where like the true shift I think will happen, which yeah. is cool and exciting because yeah. there are a lot more people, especially now as I grow older, I had a tough time in my early 20s trying to find people that owned their emotions. Right. 
And I'm not saying that I don't still struggle with that because we literally talked about that earlier. Yeah, yeah. But I also have a lot more people that I'm close to. Like the only people I'm close to are people Mm -hmm. who know themselves and do the work to continually understand themselves and how they change. Right. Um, They feel their feelings. They don't apologize for their feelings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, I apologize all the time. <laughs> you do, but you know what? I actually was thinking about something. Yeah. Recently, because my sister apologizes a lot too. Yeah. Sorry, Candace, if you're listening for outing you. <laughs> but um, I feel you, Candace. <laughs> I, and I have a couple of friends that are like this as well that aren't you. Sure. And I'm sure there are people who get frustrated and annoyed at you because I know I've heard other people complain like, mm-hmm. oh, they apologize all the time. Like, stop apologizing. Or that's a response on right, there. Right. Right. But, like, and I think I've talked about this before, too. Like, when I hear you apologize to me and you're not doing anything wrong, Mm -hmm. I either question it and I challenge you on that. I'm like, why are you sorry? And then you (laughs) laugh and you're like, I don't know. (laughs) I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you name it. Or I'm like, you have nothing to be sorry for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, those are the those to me are, like, the more compassionate responses. Right. Where it's not, like, I'm not, like, annoyed mm-hmm. at all. Because I understand that oftentimes, even when I apologize for, quote, unquote, no reason. Right. Yeah. It's because I have been, previously, I've been told that whatever I'm doing is irritating or annoying or useless or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. And that's usually where things like that come from. Right. It's like you find that... The way that you show up has like irritated someone in the past or maybe is just like uncomfortable for other people. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It could be a hundred different things, right? Yeah. But essentially the response that you've had previously was that like, oh don't do that. Yeah. And that's why like subconsciously yeah. your reaction is to apologize. I'm sorry sure. if I'm like analyzing oh, no, no, it right no, no, now. No. Please analyze away. <laughs> <laughs> but so when I hear people apologizing for mm-hmm. quote unquote no reason, yeah. I'm just like, oh, like i'm sorry i'm sorry totally totally yeah no but someone made you feel that way you know yeah the thing about me is like i just need to keep understanding the things that i feel about myself Mm -hmm. because if 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 you're not aware of those things you just are you feel like you or i at least feel like i'm detrimenting myself all the time because because i'm not listening to like oh yeah maybe i am saying i'm sorry all the time and why do i feel that way it's just like an interesting question. It's not it like is. why, like there's something wrong with you. No, no, no. But it's, it's like the need to, it's the need to feel like you're saying, I need to say, I'm sorry. And when, why did I feel the need to say that? Yeah. Why do I have to say that? It's, isn't it? It's an interesting feeling. It's cool. <laughs> it is cool. Yeah. And yeah. I think that like, it also typically the people that I have around me that apologize a lot, mm-hmm. um, they apologize so much because the last thing they ever want to do is hurt somebody. That's and yeah, it's like okay when you do that sure. you're showing your heart yeah yeah i'm not gonna get annoyed at you like that's dumb <laughs> that's actually so stupid yeah. you know and so it's the same thing with that or with someone who's crying yeah it's yeah, literally true. just like if you just become more present mm-hmm. like be in that moment pay attention to why and like right. ask the questions right whether you're the one who's apologizing or crying or the per- you're receiving that mm-hmm. or you're perceiving it from someone else. Yeah. Just show up yeah. and be like, why is this happening? Instead of just like getting irritated and shutting it down because it's uncomfortable. Yeah, that's yeah. all. That's all it is. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. But it's hard to get into that because like we're not taught that. Yeah. We're just not. I'm not talking about just being taught by our parents. Like, mm-hmm. as a collective, as a community, as a society, that is not, it's not our reflex to yeah. respond that way at all. Right. Yeah, it's a very different. I, I, yeah, I don't know that, like, it, it's funny. Like, I feel like, I feel like it, as a society, it's so different in different demographics and different, different, like, areas of the world and, and things like that. It's like the way that, um, the way that, um, you know, vulnerability plays into things like, um, saying you're sorry or, or even just any, any sort of like, you know, gender stereotype. Um, it's so fascinating cause I don't think, I, I just think it's still so, it's still so prevalent, but it's not, um, but I, I feel like, I feel like, uh, lately it's hard to find the, the people that are, are being just openly vulnerable, at least in the, 
at least in the male side of things, mm. I feel like it's there are a few people that are trying that are starting to talk on these topics, but it's um it's it's definitely a thing where a lot of guys I know that their their groups of friends they can't they don't really talk much deeper than like whatever the surface you know hanging mm-hmm. out stuff you know they don't really say like well how are you actually feeling now you know <laughs> or, or do you find that like you're that friend for a lot of your guy friends I'm very grateful that I've that I found a very good group of of friends that that I feel like cultivate, we can talk about stuff together. Mm. So I'm very, very grateful for that. I think, I think, um, I just, I, I notice it. Um, I notice it when you kind of stray outside of your friend group and you, you notice, um, a little bit of, you know, different groups are, or, or, or the interesting part is when someone opens up to you, um, but they have close friends, but they open up to you and, and, and it's interesting cause you're, you think, well, do you can you guys talk to each other? And it's not that I did anything like other than just show them that I was being vulnerable you for a moment. Up. You just showed up. Yeah. Yeah. Just, it's just, that's all it takes. And I feel like if more of us did that, uh, we'd be having a lot deeper conversations or, you know, a lot more vulnerable conversations at the very least. And, and those are important to have because I know that, um, you know, when I have them with people, you, you start to feel like, oh, okay, I, it's okay. Everything is okay. And the perspective is you're not a bad person for thinking this or, you know, or you can work through it together, you know? And it like normalizes the human experience yeah. and all of these things that like we abnormalize because mm. apparently we're supposed to be robots or something. Um, yeah, yeah. And yeah, you actually feel connected when you have those conversations. Otherwise yeah. there is a disconnect. Mm-hmm. Like once you leave that conversation and it's not vulnerable, mm-hmm. you feel like you're on your own. Yeah. Whereas yeah. if you have like you hang out and spend time with people who are emotionally connected to you or showing up vulnerably, the lasting effect of that, even when you're on your own, like you feel, you still feel that piece of warmth. Yeah. And I think it's, it's a, it's this thing that comes off and like, it says that you're not alone, that you have, you have this, the feeling that, you know, even when you go about your day, the feeling that, you know, someone is there to support you or someone Mm -hmm. is there that can be vulnerable with you or that, you know, you have that friend that you can just talk to at that level is so comforting and it makes Mm -hmm. you feel it makes you feel like, oh, thank God, at least I can say this to this person, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it feels good. You know? I think that's a huge part of like why, and I'm, I'm sure you feel this too, where it's so much easier to be alone mm-hmm. in moments because yeah. I know that if I ever need somebody, luckily I have the friendships and relationships where I can just pick up the phone. Right. Yeah. That's beautiful. And that's it, right? Yep. And I do, I think that, and I've talked about this before too, where I forget, because I stick to my own and my friends, Mm. I forget how that's not the norm. Right. And to me, all these things are common sense. Everybody knows and everybody has vulnerable conversations. Yeah. And that is like the vast majority of existence. Yeah, yeah. But then, like you said, when you leave your circle or you meet someone new or I actually leave my house for once, <laughs> yeah. um, I realize, wait a minute, people don't have this. And maybe this is why they have a tough time or mm-hmm. maybe this is why they feel lonely right. or unseen and unheard. Right. And then when they catch someone like you and I who just shows up. Mm-hmm. And, and when I say show up, I don't mean literally just like you enter the room. <laughs> right, right. I mean like you're mentally, physically and like energetically in that space, in that moment. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, wholeheartedly true. like true, all true. of those things yeah um people can feel that subconsciously they don't really they can't pinpoint it because when i ask people why did you open up to me when they had just met me right they don't have a clue yeah it's like a i think it's an instinctual thing right where you're like wait this is comfortable yeah i don't know why it's comfortable but i'm comfortable so i'm going to talk to you totally yeah i, I yeah I, I mean i've had that happen so many times and mm-hmm. it, it, it's it's kind of like it just it happened enough that it was like oh okay this is important to look at in life like you know? this is a thing yeah this is a thing yeah mm-hmm. we, yeah yeah we need to at least be able to talk to each other in order to get anywhere or, or just to feel comfort in the fact that you have someone to talk to and then your life feels that much better you know yeah because you can talk to them without feeling like well this is dumb yeah or like this is unnecessary yeah or like i'm stupid for feeling this way yeah 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 it's true I like really, really, I think one of my goals in life 
um, not just with this podcast, mm-hmm. is to... I don't want that to be a rare thing. You know, I'm sure you get this too where people like... Like, you're so different. Oh, you're like a gem. You're so rare, etc. cetera. And mm-hmm. it's just because we're showing up like that. Right. I want that notion to go away. I want it to be normal. Mm-hmm. I want it to be super normal for people to discuss anything and everything. Right. With one another, as opposed to having that one friend that mm-hmm. they just go to. Yeah. Who isn't necessarily a part of their, like, regular social circle. so true, yeah. Circle. It's so true. Because then the one friend overloads. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. Because that's, hap- that's why I get overwhelmed so often, too. Yeah. And I'm sure you feel it sometimes, yeah, at yeah. least, where it's like, well, there are a lot of people trying to communicate with me right now, and yeah. I... Yeah. I can't I can't be everywhere, and you know what I mean? Yeah. I can't do it all. I feel like it's... Uh, yeah, it's one of those... It's like when you have, you're the crutch for that person. Yeah. Um, you, there's got to be a point where that person needs to be show, shown a path that could be, that could be helpful. Not saying that you know what the path is or whatever, but. Um, you just exemplify. Yeah. You just get, you just, well, you know, you give them what you know and if it helps them, that's great. Um, yeah. And then, um, but, but the, you know, when they're using you, use you, using you as a crutch and continuing that. I feel like, I feel like then it's, it's becomes kind of, you know, it it, it doesn't, it becomes more of a burden and you don't want that to happen because you want them to grow too. And it's up to them at the end of the day. Mm. So, um, so it it is a tough, it's a tough, uh, give and take there where, you know, you want to be there for everyone, but it's also, you know, you you can't, oh, you got to give time for yourself as well. But, um, but I don't, yeah. I, I I try my best to look at it like a like I'm not being drained of energy, but I I have unlimited energy and I'm giving it to everyone who needs it, and that and so far it's been alright. I can't relate to you, but <laughs> and I know you know. This that. is very this is this is I know no I totally know. I feel like most people can't relate to this because I'm like I'm 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 not saying that that's actually happening, but this I'm I'm trying this new thing. <laughs> okay, I like it. And I'm I'm just I'm just of the thought that. Because I, I, I was listening to some podcast or something. I don't know. Someone was saying about, like, you know, being, you know, drained of their energy or blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. And I was like, maybe I, I like to do this in life. I like to go, I think I have unlimited energy. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to feel like that. Even though I know, you know, throughout the day you get tired up and down, whatever. But the idea that you give yourself that as a human being... Well, you're creating like, that reality. Yeah, you're creating that reality. So I, I feel like it's maybe it's a it's a fun thing to play with because then you're because then when I'm in the mode of like oh man this is a this is tough or whatever then I switch to like oh actually but you have unlimited energy and then when the next thing that happens I know, <laughs> wait. I, wait 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 you have unlimited energy and the next thing you can do is just use all that energy uh, you can use unlimited energy to give uh, as you need and then you also have plenty if not infinite to to yourself. Right. And I know that sounds ridiculous, but <laughs> it does. Well, I mean, I think it does. That, yeah. <laughs> I didn't say it. I mean, I think that if other people knew the things that we told ourselves, we would all sound ridiculous yeah, I know. and I know. out of touch. Because whether you tell yourself good things or bad things, if you were to say those things out loud, like your subconscious thoughts, like it would be, it'd be kind of amusing. Yeah. But. It all sounds ridiculous. I know, yeah. All of it. Yeah. I like that. Let me know if it works for you. Because maybe then I'll start doing it and I won't feel so tired all the time. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I just um, like that idea. Anyway. You know what? It's not even that... Because you're deciding that you have infinite energy when it comes to like giving energy to others, mm-hmm. right? And I have infinite energy when it comes to certain things, but that's not where I have infinite sure, energy. Sure, sure. And but I do tell myself, mm-hmm. "You can do this. You mm-hmm. have this." Yeah. So I guess I could do it when yeah. it comes to that as well. Yeah, but there's, <laughs> but again, I'm not saying that you shouldn't draw boundaries or like have have that time for, sure. for yourself and respect about your uh, your own time. Right. That's that's the other part of it. That's like, you know, it's it's draining when you're not giving yourself that. I think that's what's that's what happens yeah when you take on too much yeah, you exactly. don't take care of yourself you don't take that care of yourself that's the dream really part. yeah yeah you're right yeah you are right oh thank you you're so welcome <laughs> just joking
Um, so you do find, because I've had this experience too in my previous relationships with men where yeah. I feel connected. And even with my friendships with men, like I'm their friend that they can go and talk to, mm-hmm. right? And like that's why they have friends that are girls oftentimes, right? right? Mm-hmm. But I'll look at their male friendships and there's just like nothing there. Mm-hmm. And then I'll show up and I'll befriend them and they're like, oh my God, like you're so, like they're mm-hmm. literally just like taken aback. And I'm like, I just asked a couple questions. Yeah, like, yeah. I genuinely <laughs> am not doing that much. Mm-hmm. Thank you yeah. for thinking I'm genuine because I try to right. show up that way. But beyond that, it's like I'm really not doing all that much. And yeah. it's indicative of where their other friendships right. are at. Right. So it's interesting that um, that's like the general perspective. Yeah. With most um, friendships, I think it's just status quo. And I'm like yeah. really sure that that is going to change. I've seen it starting to change in the past couple of years. Yeah. And, um, I'm meeting more men too, who like we're friends and I see that I'm not their only friend that they talk to yeah. about stuff, yeah. which is really nice right? and refreshing to be honest with you. Yeah. Because if any of us have like one person that's a go-to and I'm guilty of this too, like mm-hmm. for most of my stuff up until the past couple of years, I would only talk to my sister. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Well, yeah. There's even now, like, so many things where I'll only tell her. And then I can, like, objective me is, like, you only unload when it comes to her. Mm -hmm. And I know that it's overwhelming for her. She will never say it. Right. Because she has a heart of gold. Yeah, yeah. And she's my sister at the end of the day. (laughs) But you you can identify it when you kind of, like, take a step out of yourself, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. For sure. So I think it's important for all of us to generally just have multiple people that we can lean on Mm -hmm. so that like no one person yeah gets detrimented totally yeah right yeah it's it's nice and i think uh well i mean everyone is everybody is different every personality every everybody sees life differently which is like it's it's interesting you can you know when you choose to lean on one person versus the other person for a specific topic it's because of that person and how they see life and stuff like that. So you start, I don't know, it's like picking a, a friend that would, uh, for your specific emotion or your specific event, <laughs> it's kind of funny, mm-hmm. but it's like, um, oh, X, Y, and Z, like that, that person, that person will understand what I'm talking about or, mm-hmm. or so-and-so will understand better what I'm, what I'm in, what this situation is specifically. So I don't know. It's kind of like that for me. I, I, I feel like, you know. I have, I have certain friends I go to and it's like, okay, I, I need this, this to happen. Like, mm. I feel like I really want to get inspired in this way or like, I need to talk about this thing. And it's just like, you kind of sort accordingly, <laughs> which is amazing to have. I yeah. think that we all should kind of strive to have, cause like, this is something that usually comes up when people talk about relationship is that they, when they're in a relationship with someone, they want that one person to be everything. Right. And I think that that's so deeply unhealthy yeah. and a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think that like, yeah, like you just said, we have different friends for different things. Right. Like everyone plays a different role in your life yeah. and there's no one person that can do it all. And mm-hmm. it's unfair to expect that of a friend or a partner. It doesn't matter. Totally. Um, and that allows that person to be fully themselves, like as they are, because they right. naturally serve that purpose as right. opposed for them to like kind of strive to just fill every shoe yeah. Yeah. you throw at them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Totally, yeah. One thing I definitely did want to talk about with you is... No. <laughs> is um, your interest in music and film. Okay. I know a lot of guys that um, struggle with pursuing art or pursuing something that's not like a typical provider mm. career path. Oh, okay. Yeah. When, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah that's a different, I know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> Cause like that's the expectation. And like, you know what? It's not just from men to men. Like mm-hmm. there are still a lot of women out there right. who want a provider. True. Yeah. Um, Luckily. I don't know what that means, mind you, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. I find it like I find it to be very. Um, it's I, I feel like it's a beautiful thing when when you're with someone and the other person feels so confident and 
and uh, goes after what they want and and you're I just feel proud of them you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. it's it's not a it it makes no difference to me that I'm a man and I have to provide or whatever but but that's just how I feel but I um but specifically with the the film and stuff I've never felt like I've gotten the comments like I was at I was at an eye doctor once and he was saying like oh that's a I don't know why you go into that field or whatever like when I told him what I did or or like my ninth grade science teacher was told I I I remember specifically (laughs) one day she was saying uh we were talking about something like what you want to do and I and I said oh I want to be a musician Mm. and I, I was so I was like I'm doing that that's what I'm doing and she was like yeah but it's you know that's yeah, you're, you're, it's rare that you make any money from that or blah, blah, blah. Or like, she would just put it down. And I was like, wow, this is a, this is a moment where you can flip it. You can go right down or you can go right up with this, right? Like she had the opportunity. She had the opportunity, yeah. To build you up. But that, I feel like that to me, I mean, that happened to me so that I could feel that, you know, that that building. Yeah. So I took that, I still remember that moment. I took that moment, I built it up and I was like, well, no matter what, I'm doing this and I am doing it now. So. But you know what's wild is that not everybody would respond that way. It's true. And that's the sad part. And that's why those, those moments are crucial. Crucial, yeah. She yeah. was like very, she's like tiptoeing around like very few people make it. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And like you aren't one of them, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. And Which you're is like, like nope, wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, yeah, yeah. Those are so those are so important moments with you know, such important moments with what you do with yourself there. One hundred percent. Yeah. Cause I have you like I don't know if you felt ever like um like someone's put you in a box regarding like, you know, who you are mm-hmm. um for you know, your gender specifically with, with what you do now, For you know, with sure. all your art forms. Oh my gosh. Not, okay. You know what? This is probably the first time in my life. And you know, by my next birthday, mm-hmm. I'll be, I'll, or I will have had worked 50% of my existence. Like I started wow. working when I was 14. <laughs> wow. So this is the first year. Like I quit my last job in July. Yeah. Okay. So from July and what is it? November. Mm-hmm. This is the first time in my existence where I felt like I didn't have that friction. Right. Of people expecting otherwise. And I'm like proving them wrong. Yeah. Of me. Yeah. But I think it's because like I'm pursuing creative things. It might be in part that I'm not around people who expect otherwise of me. Sure. Like, I don't have anyone around me that's trying to put me in a box. Yeah. Because that doesn't work for anyone, I don't think. Yeah. But I think it's also because people are comfortable with women who have creative jobs that have less money in them. Mm-hmm. Um, I had this conversation over the weekend with a good friend of mine, too, where it's up until this point, even in my relationships, like, I've never been with someone who made more money than me, and it was always a problem. Right. It was always a problem, Mm. because me as the woman, to Mm -hmm. be the quote-unquote provider in that relationship was, that's not how it's done. That's not how it is, right? Okay, interesting. So, as you know, I used to work in real estate, Mm -hmm. and yeah, I did. I had so many issues with being a young woman, Doing the things that I was doing, bossing around, supervising, and managing men in their 40s and 50s (laughs) when I'm like half their age or less. Yeah, yeah. Right? Um, Yeah, that's 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 It was so problematic, (laughs) right? So, like, I went through that, and I'm very glad that I did, to be honest with you, because... I mean, I never really did take shit, but I ha- I'm so firm now mm-hmm. in every aspect of my life, not just my personal life. I'm also firm in the workplace. Like I'm not right. allowing anybody to tell me anything. Ah, but great. back to your question, me pursuing things in fashion mm-hmm. and in writing and just creating visuals overall right. and even with this podcast, like no one has a problem with it. Yeah. And no one has anything to say about me like stepping out of my box. Right. Because But they did before because you're in the different Because I yeah. wasn't in my box right. according to them. Right. I think so. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. 
So, like, I don't know if you've ever pursued I, anything else. So then you wouldn't know. I wouldn't know, no. I, I mean, I worked at Sportcheck for for a small period of my life. And I said, I'll, I'll never work in retail again. <laughs> <laughs> and then, That's uh, fair. And then I just went on to do it. Like, I always knew. I, 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 feel, I feel so lucky that I always knew what I wanted to do. I just didn't know what it looked like yet. You Got know what it. I mean? Yeah. So it was like, I wanted to, I know I wanted to help inspire people give people a deeper feeling about life um that i felt while creating music while creating film Mm -hmm. but i just didn't i I just fell in love with those uh, mediums as the ability to do that as opposed to just Mm -hmm. because you can do it in any different way but i just thought you know um music to me was so powerful and then combine it with the video and combine it with um films and and movies and it's just like i just feel like it's one of the more uh, the, the greater um, ways to reach out to people, like a bigger amount of people. So I was like, I, I, I felt compelled to do it because of that, you know? Mm-hmm. So it wasn't that I was like, oh, I just love film or <laughs> I love music. Even though I do, it's it's mostly like I love the idea that I can convey these messages through this thing. That was what right. I loved the most, yeah. Right. So, but yeah, I never, never has it fallen into like, I've never... I've only gotten the, the, the answers of, you know, this isn't, you know, there's no money in this or, you know, whatever. And that's a hard industry to get into, et cetera, et cetera, which is, you always get that in the arts. Right. But. um, Oh, for sure. Yeah. I'm like, I've never been asked this before in my life, but people are like, what do you do for money? And I'm just like, yeah, yeah. yeah. is this your full time thing? Do you do this full time? Like, how do you eat? (laughs) And I'm just like, oh. Okay, you really don't get it. But I've noticed that men are getting more comfortable, like, growing out their hair, wearing nail polish. That's true, yeah. And oh, like, yeah, I've seen that quite a right? bit. Right? Yeah. Haven't you? Mm-hmm. And, like, wearing more jewelry yeah. or, like, things like this, yeah. right? And it makes me so happy, not because, like, I'm invested in anyone's, no, it's like, totally, I don't totally. care. But the fact that that is becoming more normal mm-hmm. is so interesting. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's it's great that people feel the freedom to... Yeah. That they can, oh, that, yeah, I can put on nail polish or whatever. I'll grow my hair long. I don't, mm-hmm. yeah, it's like, that's awesome because I do, do whatever you feel inside, right? Like it's, if you feel that, that expresses more true to who you are, then that's amazing, you know? Mm-hmm. And, I, and I, it's, and I feel bad that it was ever any other way. <laughs> you know right? I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's either like, I'm trying to figure out, and I guess it doesn't really matter in the grand mm-hmm. scheme of things, but back to like the why notion towards everything. Sure. I'm like, is it because you don't care? Mm-hmm. You're like, F it. This is the way it is. Yeah. Or is it because like they're getting less yeah. crap about it? That, less of a stigma around that type of I also stuff. think yeah. this is like the beautiful thing and like one of the great things about the internet and right. social media is right. that like we see so many we see so much more of the world mm-hmm. so we're out we're not necessarily stuck in our bubbles or right. our local perspective right. we can see that like okay on the other side of the world this is normal mm-hmm. everyone does this and totally. no one cares mm-hmm. so like why should I care like we question things totally. in that way which yeah. is cool that's so true yeah, I, I I don't know like yeah, the whole I mean, I have I have many friends that are, you know, they're trying to be more and more themselves and it's kind of it's really it's really nice that you can see that they feel more comfortable as as the years progress mm-hmm. of I can do this or this or this and I can feel okay about it and I won't people won't be as critical because it's just more prevalent. Yeah why I think it's changing too is that like okay we are accepting that there are ways to identify yourself outside of Mm -hmm. heteronormative labels yeah Yeah, true yeah very good and relationships so I think that's a huge I think a trigger point as to why it's shifting yeah yeah so much too yeah that's so true I I feel like yeah people can be uncomfortable with the weirdest stuff you know it's like and it's just an expression of like some fear inside of them or something. You know? 100%. Because yeah. ultimately, like, it doesn't affect you. Yeah. What other, like, what other, what someone else is doing or what their preference is doesn't really affect you unless it involves you. And right. the people who have issues with it are typically uninvolved. Right, 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 right. Yeah, true. So it has to be some type of fear based or discomfort response. Yeah. 
Yeah, true. Yeah. It's just that it's different. It's like the little wimpy kid on the playground. It's like there's something different about them, so let's pick at it or let's make an issue of it. Right. But it's just like, okay, well, we're not going to pick on kids because we're not babies anymore on the playground, so we're just going to be like, oh, I don't get that or mm-hmm. be dismissive mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. It's the same thing. It's the yeah, same it's principle. True. It just looks different as we age. It's true. Yeah. I just think we need to treat each other well. <laughs> we do need to treat each other well. And I'm hoping that like by talking about things like mm-hmm. gender roles and being like, yes, they are dumb. They don't serve a genuine purpose. Yeah, other than to put people in boxes. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. And like shape who you are when you don't really need help. You you're like we're all born as people. We don't really need help. Exactly, yeah. Other than to be like guided towards making choices that are beneficial for ourselves and others. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, we're all in this together, you know. I just feel like how it's important. It's so important how how we treat kids growing up mm-hmm. and how kids treat each other growing up. I think that's that's those are like the critical years because I know I know how I feel right now is like way different, and I feel mm-hmm. I feel comforted in the fact that. I was supported in the right ways or, or I was encouraged in the right ways, maybe, and I encouraged myself in the right ways as well in some yeah. circumstances that I feel, I feel comfortable enough in, um, in how all those circumstances played out back then mm-hmm. that I feel like I have perspective on them now and an understanding that they don't affect me in the same way. I still remember them, yeah, but, but they are becoming less and less a part of, um, a part of how I respond to things now, if Got that makes it. sense. Yeah. Yeah, like you have more insight. Yes. Different perspective. Yeah, it just feels better. Like I, I know, like you know, as a kid, you know, when you're feeling like those things, you know, on the, you're on the playground with all the guys or whatever, and then mm-hmm. one of them decides to, you know, throw you under the bus or not throw you under the bus, but like just um you know pull you out from the crowd and pick on you for whatever reason because they have some sort of you know fear of you being better than them or or something i don't know whatever the case may be yeah um those you know those really sit with you cuz you don't understand why that would have happened at the time you feel wrong you feel wrong yeah you feel like you've done something wrong or at least i did but but often when someone picks on you it's like a form of just like negativity or whatever and like as kids like we only really know punishment and reward Mm -hmm. and so that feels like punishment yeah 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 and you get punished when you're wrong or you're bad yeah yeah so then you associate those differences that are being nitpicked at yeah it's true bad yeah 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 or like you're like, why am I like this? Yeah, it's me. It's a personal thing. Exactly. It's, it's me. But it's it's interesting because now the thing that I think of is it's not it's inherently not me, but I feel that the 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 belief that I have is that that scenario between the two people that it happened to myself and the other person, I feel like we on some level agreed to have that happen. <laughs> I know that sounds weird, but like I we we came to it's like on a on another level maybe of like and this is kind of maybe spiritual but I feel like I feel like it's like the this happening or this encounter this event that we had happen was there to help us both yeah and and we kind of brought it we each brought it on such that we could challenge ourselves and and move from it so with that perspective now any challenge that comes it feels like okay this is here for me for a reason. And I feel mm. like I can put it in a space that's, that's easier to overcome and I can grow, I can move from that. I have right. a way to move from that as opposed to being like, Oh God, I don't know. Like that sucks. I, who am I, you know, and whatever. It's like shifting from like things are happening to you, but things are happening for you. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. And like, I understand, like, it's not that you're saying that, like, it was your fault that you were picked on, mm-hmm. but it's, like, in that interaction, you your role was your role. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Even as the person who is being, like, picked at, yeah. and the other person had their role, mm-hmm. and you guys both took away yeah. whatever you did from it. Totally, yeah. Yeah. 
and then you can just yeah I mean if we had that perspective as a kid that would be a different whole different thing it but, would be wild yeah so I don't know it's interesting you just go through the you go I don't know yeah and growing up you're just learning all, all the way you just learn you yeah. learn all these things and it's like you can't do you think everybody learns uh no <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> I mean, everybody learns, but not everyone uses that to their, to their benefit. They, they don't, right. they don't end up learning. And that's, I think why it, it continues to happen to them. Maybe mm, it's because like pa- it's a cycle. It's a, it's a cycle. Yeah. Until they break the pattern because they feel like, Oh, this is no longer what I need. Cause I've learned it. I want a hundred. There's like something I read a couple years ago Yeah, and I was going through a lot of things and it was something, it was a quote, and I, it was like, God will give you the same lessons over and over again until you learn. Mm. And I can't say that I necessarily, like, believe in a specific God. Like, take like take that away from Sure, me. sure. But essentially, like, your life will continue to yep. cycle in the same way yep. until, obviously, you demonstrate that you learned and you break the cycle. Exactly, yeah. I 100% believe that. I believe that, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've noticed it in my life Same. often. Yeah, it's like you have to make changes, otherwise the same thing's going to keep happening. It, it always over and over again. Yeah, exactly. And then history repeats itself. If you don't break those cycles, because you're you still have a playing kid, that role. Yeah, you, you you can put it onto your kids too. Can, well, that happens a lot. Yeah, yeah. Like intergenerational trauma is a thing mm-hmm. because it's just like you didn't handle and you didn't learn. Yeah. So you're just passing these problems down the line until hopefully someone will break it. Eventually mm-hmm. someone does. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. But then, yeah, you, we all go through certain things and I 100% believe that I went through the things that I've gone through in order for me to, this is really spiritual, but mm-hmm. in order for me to serve my purpose, like mm-hmm. I know what I want to do with yeah. my life and how I want to affect community and other people and the world. Right. Right? That's awesome. And I'm only capable of doing that or seeing that as clearly as I do because I I was shown the problems right. that I want to resolve. Right, right. That's within myself totally. and within others. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And if you're aware of that, that's that's a amazing thing because then you can you can move from that. Like there's so much growth to happen after that. You can I don't know. Yeah, that's, that's People awesome. say people like you and I are lucky because we knew from a young age, like what we wanted to do. We just didn't know what it looked like, like you mentioned right. earlier, yeah. right? But I argue that like, you know what? Deep down, I think everybody knows. Mm-hmm. It's just that like, how easy is it for you or how difficult is it for you to connect with that or see that or do just do the work? Very true. Very true. Yeah. Because I think that we all have it. It's yeah. not like some people are just like lucky. No. Yeah. It, it, I, I really I don't. don't but you know that. that story. Yeah. I know. I don't believe it either. <laughs> I do think that it's it's kind of like following the compass of life where you feel like you, you, you maybe decided I don't even know. Maybe you decided before you came here what you wanted to I do. I don't know either. I, I don't know. I don't but know. It's but it's definitely there. Yeah, it's there. And and I think if you're just listening enough to like life signs and like the, the things that you're feeling and the, the way you're thinking about things and, and uh, it kind of guides you to exactly where you're feeling your purpose is, you know? For sure. I think that's, you're so right about that. I think that, like, as a collective, too, we're moving away from, like, okay, well, like, a man is supposed to do this and a woman is supposed to do that. And it's more so just, like, finding a balance, Mm -hmm. right? Like, with any team, even, like, a work partnership, whatever it may be, right? A friendship. Mm -hmm. It's, like, filling in each other's gaps Mm -hmm. so that you guys can, like, I don't know, conquer the world together. I don't care, right? (laughs) Do what you want to do. Um, yeah. but it's essentially having that like complementary yes. notion because mm-hmm. ultimately like I don't need someone who takes charge. Mm-hmm. I do that totally. too much. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I, I, it, we butt heads like mad if mm-hmm. that happens. Right. But I do need someone that reminds me like of the value of being tender or like brings yeah. that out of me yeah. or hold space for that. Mm-hmm. Right. And, like, I'm sure that there are other people who need the opposite out right. there. And so it's, like, it's less about, like, well, I'm the man, so, like, this is the way I'm supposed to totally. be, right? And I must find a woman that, therefore, plays her role, right? <laughs> that sounds about That's what the, It is, but it <laughs> yeah. is more there. Yeah, it is, yeah. It is. Yeah. But it, I think that that's where the friction of, like, whether you're a woman or a man 
and you grow up in a society that mm-hmm. has just been this way for so long comes yep. from because I feel pressure to be everything I'm not. Right. Right? right. And it wasn't even from my parents. It was more so from everyone else. Yeah. Or from men who, like, want relationships with me. They expect sure. me to be... Like, they're intrigued because I'm quote-unquote different from what they expected. Right. Right? Because I'm not what's normal. Exactly, yeah. And I'm not playing my part. Yeah. But then when it comes down to it, it's mm-hmm. problematic because we're both playing the same role. Interesting. So you get, like, do you ever get, like, the comment of, like, being a tomboy or something like that? Oh, like, you were a tomboy like, growing up. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. not necessarily. Like, I love clothes. I've always loved clothes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just feel like there's, there's like, uh, the feminine, the masculine energy in everyone. And I don't... I don't Agreed. I, like it's whatever balance of that uh, that you know works for that person